Alrighty, welcome in. My name is Tanner or TK, and this is the first episode of the Dynasty Dumpster Fire podcast. This podcast is going to be a series of episodes surrounding Dynasty fantasy football, maybe some redraft stuff thrown in there as well, uh, and is going to be posted to places like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, and YouTube as well. I don't have any immediate plans for video or anything of that nature at this point, but I wanted to at least get started with this and start trying to, to dip my toes in the water of, of podcasting and audio recording. Uh, and what better thing to talk about than everyone's favorite uh, degenerate gambling hobby, fantasy football. So a little introduction about myself and my history with fantasy football. I have been playing fantasy football for about uh, 15 years at this point. Um, my father had gotten me into redraft fantasy football at a pretty young age, and I really got uh, more heavily into it uh, in around the past five years or so, um, specifically Dynasty in the last few years. So in terms of where I thought it was appropriate to start with a series like this or with a channel like this is I figured I would start with the background of Dynasty Fantasy Football in terms of uh, what it all is, what it's all about, what it entails, some of my personal preferences when it comes to how I like to play, where I like to play, league settings, uh, etc., and then as, as we go on and in, into the future, start talking about more specific topics uh, like strategies, trading, uh, you know, player values, things of that nature uh, as we go. Um, but this first little episode will kind of just be practice for me uh, with, these new, with this new tool and this new uh, format. And then as we go again, I'll, I'll get a little bit more in depth into some of the details and nuances of, of Dynasty. So if you clicked on this podcast or video, chances are you have a good understanding of what Dynasty Fantasy Football is. But just in case uh, you don't, Dynasty Fantasy Football is basically your traditional redraft format where you draft a team, uh, you set your lineup every week, and, and try to compete with other members in your league. But the catch is that you keep your players pretty much forever as long as the league goes um, so this adds an element of strategy to the types of players that you add to your roster and things that aren't quite there or aren't normally there uh, in redraft it also puts more of an emphasis on youth in terms of the types of players that you're looking to uh, that are valued highly uh, and it also you know matters how you perform year to year because as we'll get into as the series progresses, your performance each year will determine your draft slot in the upcoming rookie draft as new players are being added into the player pool every year, just as they are in the actual NFL itself. In terms of why you would want to play Dynasty Fantasy Football as opposed to uh, other formats is that it delivers kind of a long-term experience that you won't be able to get anywhere else. And with that comes 
lots of camaraderie within the league, you know, building of friendships, higher investment into players' performance, uh, the teams that, that the, each of these players are on. And it adds an element into the offseason uh, after the actual NFL playoffs all the way up until training camp there's actually stuff to do because you still have a team, you still have a roster, you still have players uh, that you're responsible for uh, as you start to look for to- uh, forward towards the, the next season. Uh, so that's kind of why it's more fun to a lot of, uh, of us that, that prefer dynasty fantasy football. Uh, it also encourages or adds an element to the trading in terms of rookie picks and things like I said as well. Uh, so there's just a lot more engagement. Now, with that engagement comes um, a steeper learning curve. Uh, So it can be intimidating as a new player to get into Dynasty Fantasy Football. But my goal with this this podcast is to uh, kind of lessen that curve or provide some tips and things from my experiences over the last few years as I learned uh, this process as well and how to to, um, set up your teams for success in the future. So that's kind of what what Dynasty is and why it's fun. Uh, Again, this first episode is mainly just going to be uh, the basics of Dynasty. Uh, And and, and again, as we go, we'll get into some more of the details and such. So in terms of where you can play Dynasty Fantasy Football, you can play Dynasty Fantasy Football on most major apps or platforms that you would would be used to. Uh, I know Yahoo and ESPN have them. Uh, some people use MFL, um, but the one that, that most people are using nowadays and, and the one that I definitely think is the best would be Sleeper. And there's a lots of reasons as to why Sleeper is preferable, in my opinion. Um, but it really all starts with the, the, the interface and the app itself, uh, seeing as most of us are probably nowadays setting our lineups and looking at our teams on our mobile phones. The user experience on the app for sleeper is just far better than any of the other ones that I've, that I've played on or, or seen in terms of what you can do, how simple it is to use and all of the information that you're able to see on that app itself. Um, the app has historical statistics for players, um, both with fantasy and, um, real football wise for every year that they've been in the NFL it has where they finished in terms of their fantasy finish for multiple different formats uh, in, in, in that player card for each player. And that's really helpful when trying to, to decide on players when drafting as well as players to target or players to uh, potentially try and trade away on your roster as you kind of get into this whole thing. Other perks of Sleeper include the drafting process itself. The draft board and interface is great. Um, It's got lots and lots of information for anyone that may be new to Dynasty. Um, It's got player pictures. It's got uh, color coding based on the different positions. Uh, It even has a a feature where if there's lots of trading in your startup, and we'll get into Dynasty startups and things and drafts uh, as we go, you can actually click one of the players' names and it highlights all of their players across the board uh, because it can get kind of complicated to see what player is on each person's roster. 
just little things like that uh, make it superior, in my opinion, as well. Um, the trading interface on Sleeper is fantastic. It's simple. It's easy to use. Uh, the league chat is is great. It's it's quick and it's it's better than any of the other ones that I had seen as well. Uh, and then the last thing that I think Sleeper is great for as well is that it has there are channels on the app itself that will um, push news out to you onto your phone um, quicker than anything that I've been able to see because I guess it aggregates uh, information from different tweets and reporters and things in the NFL sphere and it just pushes it out to their users. So having your notifications on can put you at an advantage if you're checking your phone uh, when things happen and allow you to kind of adjust uh, a little bit more quickly than someone who's just relying on Twitter or, you know, uh, NBC Sports Edge or any of those other tools that, that, that you may be more familiar with. Now, some people may prefer other for other platforms. I just think for anyone that's new or anybody that is kind of not committed to us than other platform. I think sleeper is definitely the way to go. And that's what you'll see most creators using in their, uh, in their mock drafts and their, their videos on dynasty fantasy football as well. So the last thing that I wanted to touch on in this introductory episode of the podcast would be, kind of where to go moving forward once you've decided that Dynasty is something that you want to do uh, or that sounds fun or enticing to you. And that can be things like, where do I find a league? How many players are in my league? What if I don't have enough friends to, to fill a league? And then once I am, or once I, you know, do find one, what types of settings should I be looking for? How, uh, you know, what types of scoring? I'm going to get into some of those things in this last little segment here. Uh, and then again, I'll touch on all of this stuff in much greater detail as we go. And as I post more episodes uh, in the coming, in the coming weeks, uh, in terms of where to find a league, if you have nine to 11 other uh, interested players, that's a great you know position to be in um, the leagues that I am in that I know a good bit of or all of the league members themselves are a lot more fun to me. Um, but the problem is not many, you know, not everyone has that many people that they know that would be interested in doing something like this. And especially if there's money involved, um, you have to find people with dynasty that are committed and that are uh, invested in the process and in the league itself. Because again, the idea is that this will, this, this thing's going to go for years. Uh, so you have to find someone that is uh, committed to paying that fee every year and committed to to improving their team. Uh, and, and again, that's a little bit difficult to do. So again, start with uh, maybe finding a one buddy or a group of friends that you play redraft with and asking if they want to start a league. And then as you, you build the league, it's easier to fill, fill some of the players from, you know, as you, you kind of network and, and ask around, you'll fill the league over time. I would not recommend doing any less than 10 players. Eight players becomes way too, um, the teams become way too overpowered and it doesn't really seem to be as competitive with eight players. Uh, but I prefer 12. I think 12, 12 people is kind of the sweet spot. 
in terms of my experience where the teams are relatively even it's a little bit more challenging in terms of what players are available because you know depending on roster size that that doesn't leave a lot of of unclaimed players out into the player pool um but again at least 10 is kind of where you should look uh to be now let's say you started you want to start a league but you absolutely can't get nine or 11 other players to uh to join at that point then you're going to want to look to some of these uh, apps and uh, forums to try and find other league members to join uh, i will admit i'm in a couple of 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 stranger leagues from uh, the sleeper app again these are fun they're just not quite as fun as if you know the people inside the league but again You'll get to know them as time goes. The most important thing is finding committed players and in players that are going to be active and engaged. Uh, that That's kind of going to be the most important thing in terms of beginning a new league. The Sleeper app, as I had mentioned before, does have a channel where people post leagues, whether they be leagues that need one player because a player left, those are called orphans, or it's a brand new startup league, which is what I like to start with if possible, uh, where they're just recruiting uh, other, you know, like-minded people, um, strangers to join their league and, and start up with a startup draft. Those are good. And as long, you know, what I would recommend doing if you want to join one of those would be to uh, join the league from the sleeper channel and then kind of just, just sit there and, and talk to people or, at least watch how some of the people that are already in the league are kind of uh, talking to each other and what that discourse looks like. The ones that seem like they're serious about it, they're excited, um, are, are going to be the ones that are probably going to be worth your time in terms of your consideration for you actually joining. Along with that, find out who the commissioner is in the league itself. They'll have a little uh, you know, icon next to their name. And make sure that, number one, they seem very organized and committed to, to making sure that the league is successful long-term. But number two, that they've already posted or are about to post the what are called bylaws of the league. These are basically laws that, you know, the rules of the league, things that are non-negotiables, the, uh, the league dues, when things are due, the way that the, the drafts are going to go, the way that trading is, if there's a trade deadline, all of those things are in what are called the bylaws. And you have to have organized bylaws ahead of time or else that leaves a lot of, of things up to interpretation and can cause some issues in leagues that I've seen firsthand where things weren't clear or set ahead of time and, and, and some, some managers start getting in arguments and squabbles about those things. So again, making sure that those characteristics are met if you're looking to join a random league will will kind of make sure that your experience is going to be a positive one along with that if there's money to be collected they'll typically use something called league safe it's reliable you basically it's a it's a platform where money is loaded into rather than sending money directly to the commissioner uh, a stranger over the internet you'd put it in this kind of third party pot and it would be uh, paid out later at the end of the season. And, and I've always had good experiences uh, with league safe as well. So uh, th that's how you can find a league. There are other platforms as well. There's a uh, dynasty fantasy football Reddit page that I've seen uh, people posting leagues to, to uh, you know, and, and other forums and things, Facebook groups. But again, that's kind of 
the way that I've been able to find decent leagues was through that sleeper app channel itself. So as mentioned, I'm going to continue to kind of discuss the more interesting details of Dynasty Fantasy Football as this series goes. I kind of intended this to just be a intro to the podcast itself, a kind of very, very big picture overview of what Dynasty Fantasy Football is, why it's fun, uh, kind of the basics of where you can play and how you can play. And then as we go, we'll get more into, you know, specifics like, you know, the, the I'll have an episode on maybe the drafting itself, the startup draft, and then I'll have an episode on league scoring and an episode on uh, rookie picks, an episode on player values, uh, an episode on, on, you know, I'll do a mock draft episode. So I've kind of got a vision where uh, I've got lots of things that I want to do with this, with this platform, and I'm pretty excited to get into it. Bear with me as I kind of learn this process. I, I've never podcasted before, but I'm going to, to kind of make sure that I'm improving as I go. And as we post these episodes and as these episodes are, you know, as I learn more of the process, I expect them to improve in quality uh, as well as kind of my skills as a host, as I can, you know, as I start to have guests on and things of that nature as well. Uh, so thank you for listening. If you did make it this far, I have uh, social media that you can get in contact me again, contact with me on uh, like YouTube. I'll probably post the link to the audio YouTube uh, version of this, uh, as well as Twitter. My Twitter is TKTCAYFF. Um, and then again, I've got other socials as well that I'm that I'm going to uh, start plugging and things as I kind of build this this up itself. So thanks again for listening, and I will talk to you guys in the next episode. Take care. Mm-hmm.